Hello, welcome to the Sesh Pod with me, Daniel Moore, Max Lilly. Say hello, Max. Hiya, mate. Stephanie Hebden, Hebdes. Say hello, Steph. Hello. Yep. And Mark what? Where's Mark Page? <laughs> Mark Page is not with us today, absolutely. Sold us down the river. Um, I think he's he's busy doing genuine work, um, <laughs> to be fair to Real him. Real work. Uh, we are obviously blessed with with sides to give us some knowing nods to get us through this um, this nightmare. Um, but what have you been up to this week is where we usually start. So I guess all three of us um, have got something to look forward to at the end of the week. We'll go yeah. into that in a minute. But Max, you've been away on, on your holidays. Is that right? I have. I've been in North Wales. having a lovely time. Um, weather was nice. Nice to just escape from work, I guess. Us. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is important, especially if you're trying to carve your a career in music. It's important to kind of like have a weekend away or some time away, just like leave your work somewhere else and travel to just like separate yourself just for your mental health and um, for some sort of just like factory reset I guess before you kind of dive back in again um, so yeah I guess that's an important point to mention but it's yeah it was, it was lovely it was sweet really nice. did you manage to switch off then I did it took me like 24 hours to just kind of realise that I didn't have to be you know like switched on to my phone all the time but once you get past that kind of like hurdle you can just kind of like sit back and realise that you actually don't have to do anything <laughs> which is really <laughs> nice um, what about you Daniel um, I've been um, do it, we, me and Sarge are off to do some filming at the Deep this, this evening, which is exciting. So exciting. doing various little bits and bobs freelance. Um, I was poorly this weekend, so I was meant to be playing nine till four some ac acoustic music, and I literally left Sarge to to play hours and hours of covers, which I still feel very guilty about. So sorry, Sarge. Did you have a good time, mate? He shakes his head, yes. 100% had a brilliant time. Do it again. Um, <laughs> what about you, Steph? What have you been up to? Um, binge watching Netflix, mostly. Excellent. Yeah. You've been watching that. Night... Did you? did you watch Night, Stalker? Night Stalker? Did you watch all of it? Or did yeah. you? All of it. You binged what? it. I binged it also. Yeah. What is What is it? Just, just grim Night Night Stalker guy from... Is it the 80s? Or is it? Yeah. 80s. 80s just LA. stalks people at random, kills them. Get it watched. Great. <laughs> get it watched. Get the, the family around the uh, around the surfer. Get that watched. Okay. Well, um, we've <laughs> all three of us have got a shirt this weekend uh, at Cafe Indie, That's which is one. a brilliant venue in Scunthorpe. Um, sort of community interest, I guess. Venue. Yeah. Serves the community really well. It's a beautiful space, um, and it's our with faux pas. With we'll faux pas, well. playing as well. Um, how do you feel, Max, about going into and playing to live people? Have you uh, have you done that recently? Played to actual people rather than a live stream? I have. Have you? Right solo. Okay. Right, okay. At the Adelphia a couple of weeks ago, uh, right, which okay. was very nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. And it's been nice to have the blanket of Bex and Will as well, but still 100% pure myself. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, Obviously. it's a live gig, which yeah is In not a normal yeah. occurrence anymore, is it? So yeah. But it'll be fun. To air some new stuff that we've not we've kept locked up for the last couple of years. Great stuff. What, what about you? You looking? You guys looking forward to it? As well? Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, we just got to keep pl playing. We're not a band that have played gigs, <laughs> so <laughs> to go out and play gigs is of paramount importance. Um, yeah, so I guess you came about and then the pandemic hit, and that was exactly it, yeah, really. Pretty much, yeah. 
so um, yeah. I'm quite excited to play a gig that no one can watch back. That's yeah, that's that, the that, burn, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, including ourselves. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice to not have that feeling. Also, you know, with so-called live live stream events where you have to post it at a certain time and then people watch it, you know, if it's recorded and then put out, those are worse for me than the live stream, where it's like I'm on the live stream, I don't have the pressure of watching it or telling other people to watch it. But if it's post, I haven't, like, I feel like I should be on the, like, do you know what I mean? There's an element of the band should be watching and commenting yeah. on things, and I can't, can't do it. It's so also it's that element of having, like, when you're recording it, having too much time to, like, you, you've got that freedom to just, like, keep repeating and keep repeating until everyone's happy with the track. But whereas if you do it like say like properly live, then that's it. There's just so many parameters to these live yeah. streams that are just mm. not. You know, I think we're at a point hopefully where glad to be rid of. Yeah, glad to. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. You know, it, you know, it's served its purpose. It's been great to do them at the same time. But yeah, to actually play to some people this weekend is going to be yeah really good. Everyone's ready to forget about their mistakes. Yes, yes and make some more to th and <laughs> with with people not really noticing is the dream, isn't it? Um, so we'll move on to new releases this week. Mac is gonna he's not he's not we're gonna talk about uh Calvary's uh with their single Other Self. track is great really sort of driving rhythm um you mentioned sort of muse elements the, the i guess riff had like a muse thing going on with it and the drum beats got that kind of like idols thing the like real kind of like just driving all the way through um it sounded great though yeah production wise it yeah so in that lo-fi element that i really love and yeah i've written down like sega mega drive sounding heavy metal guitar they've got and that you know, kind of thing going at the minute yeah when yeah that sort of default setting when you've gone a sega mega drive game and it gives you that really heavy metal but it's all you know, all the frequencies have gone obviously it's on a yeah yeah it sounds great um and and jess's vocal lines are still really catchy a really nice harmonies but also lots of distortion on the vocals gives it quite a lo-fi feel yeah, um, it's nice to hear the the vocals are like a bit more spread out, whether as the instrumentation is quite like chaotic. So it's nice to have that contrast, I think, between the two parts. They've um, they've released seven singles in the past year. Yeah, they've been really busy, haven't they? Um, um, did you you two spoke to them? And you you mentioned um, pre pod that they they do a lot of DIY stuff. Do they record themselves? Is that is that something yes. they do? So we chatted with them last week, don't we? Yeah. And they were telling us about um, sort of these singles and stuff like that. And they basically said that they've each taken it upon themselves to learn a specific craft, whether it be like video, sound, production, recording, um, so that this, they've got an album, haven't they, on the way? 20th of August, Euphoric, oh, I believe it's called. Which has been entirely self-recorded, produced. Oh, and then Bobby from Strange Bones has mixed it. Yeah. I don't know who's mastered it, but yeah, Which all of they've they've done crazy. all the video and ma like Alison's their manager now. Um, right. 
every every bit of contact they have with all the kind of arms of their band and their brand, it's it's them that they're the people that you contact, which I think is nice in a way that if you want to speak to the management or or something, then you get yeah. to s talk to them directly instead of having to go through a middleman. Yeah, it's it sounds really interesting. I think they said as well they've just been able to because they're record recording at home, they've been able to add bits whenever they want. Yeah, there's no time their mind pressure. About something or they want to layer it up even more. I think they've kind of worked a lot with Strange Bones on that as well, haven't they? They've kind of helped each other out. Yeah, Bobby's been, because they were both recording like Euphoric and England Screams at the same time. So Bobby's been like really busy as well, I think, doing the Strange Bones album as well as the Calvary Louise album. Yeah, it's busy people. Cool. Busy, busy. Lots of dedication. Yeah. Um, I guess a question for the pair of years you know, obviously they've released seven singles and there will be an album. But um, to release singles across that time um, isn't uncommon anymore. I think it was a few years ago to keep releasing, you know, seven singles, quite a lot of, quite a lot of singles. And we've done the same. We've released a lot of singles before releasing an album. Um, can you see a shift? Do you think that's something that you have to do now to create regular content with singles? Um, does that mean you stay prevalent with new music playlists? Do you, reckon, do you reckon that's a thing now where it keeps you, you know, we, we've mentioned plenty that have played Humber Street Sesh before, likes of Yonaka and stuff that seem to relentlessly release music and constantly considered a new band. I think it, it really depends on the artist. Like, I think wh what I'm seeing in a lot of bands and artists at the minute is that they're releasing like kind of little, little pockets of music. Um, rather than like a full body of work. Like Calvo Louise have been doing like three track EPs or, or singles or like people have been doing little mixtapes or beat tapes that it's like five to seven tracks. So it's not like a full record. It just all depends on the band and like what they stand for and what they want to produce and what their how their fans consume it. Because there'll be people that release singles and that'll just be that that'll just be it. That's the way their fans consume music. But some bands, like, I know this is, like, not local, but, like, Mogwai, for instance, they're more of, like, a record band. They're more, like, they'll release an album and that'll get the most attention rather than a single. So I think it really depends on the artist and yeah. what they want and, like I say, how the fans consume it. I think what you said as well about it depends on your audience is a big thing. I would probably say if you're aiming for a younger audience, it is very much about singles because um, there's so many different ways you can use music now as well like you can add them to instagram reels you can put it on tiktok there's dances there's everything whereas maybe a few years ago you wouldn't consume singles in the same way um it would be just you'd put it on your playlist or you put it on your ipod yeah and there is a medium as well like like bull for instance have put that record out but they're doing a music video for every song on the album so it's like they've put an album out for every song on the album single yeah. And I guess that's almost like what you guys have been doing as well. Yeah. You've got uh, uh, loads of singles that have been coming out and then you're putting a record together with more songs and it's just like that even just boosts that even more, I guess. Um, so it's about finding ways to kind of get the most out of your releases, I guess. Yeah, I think there was, um, I can't remember last year, I think there was something, I can't remember what Spotify exec said it, but basically said if you're not... Um, he alluded to the fact that if you're not re releasing music, you're, you're lazy and you shouldn't rest on your laurels of a, a last album because there mm -hmm. should be another one coming. I feel like there is going to be an element of 
people having to release a lot of music constantly, you know, talk about an album, then it'd be finished and go into another album, into another single, and not have that respite until something changes, um, and re- you know, until until albums or or uh, music's considered more of an art form than something that's as disposable as it, as it is currently. Yeah, like building up a like a back catalogue of material. So that, like, even by the time you're releasing the, like an album, you've already got the next one like recorded. Yeah. So that, that once that one's finished, you can just go straight out of that one into the next one, like yeah. almost seamlessly. Um, I think we've seen it from a low Hummer perspective. Is once once a single's gone, within three or four weeks, that the listeners just drop and yeah. drop yeah. and drop, and it's like okay, you w- we we won't panic because in three months' time, there's going to be yeah. this one. But then you know we've got an album in. September but after that it's like well we can't go well there's no way we can go through six or nine months not releasing something else because that spike will disappear within a month well yeah yeah, it's so difficult not to do that without touring like that's why records stand up for so long is because the the artists keep recycling the material in the tour yeah which is which is how people you know go they go to a show go to a festival and then they go cool I'll go back and listen to that record because it's great but when you're releasing singles and you've not got a show to follow it it's really hard to keep up do the listener upkeep i guess yeah i think a few years ago it would be relatively normal for a band to release an album disappear for two three years and then come back with another album and that would be you'd have maybe two singles three singles tops off the album and that would be what happened but i think even basic things such as algorithms on social media you need to be constantly posting and constantly Mm -hmm. creating content otherwise you just disappear yeah. drop off the radar everything's um, just constantly evolving and it's about keeping up with that i guess and it's really hard it's definitely been become more hard over the last two years as well yeah well that's all we've had really we've only had videos when you can film them virtual content for people virtual to consume content, yeah. and, and and the demand for it to be interesting has become even higher and higher and constantly rising because of people's attention spans without live music i guess Mm-hmm. Depressing. <laughs> the next, <laughs> the next single is not so depressing. So it peaks with an infinite divide. Um, just quality, just like really dancey song as well. It had like Dan said earlier, a bit of an '80s vibe. Um, it gave me a bit of like Low Island Pride's Churches, that kind of like really um, like chart-driven, um, popular um, electronic sound that's going on at the minute, whilst dragging in the kind of um, I guess vintage sounds of people like Kate Bush and um, a few other like '80s, '90s um, mm. pop artists as well. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, so uh, so peaks are a leads. I think they're three pieces. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, the the Kate Bush reference. Obviously, we, they've got a cover of Run Up That Hill, which right. I had. Oh, very nice. Um, I had at twelve a.m. after a sesh night, um, and and got in touch and and booked them, and they were great live, like a really good 
solid band to watch live. But yeah, I can imagine this gig. song being really exciting to watch. Be a good, yeah. be a good one. Yeah, they came when they came when I watched that show. It was like almost like the whole um, kind of like polo sound was really popular at the time, especially in the regional scene. So it was a yeah. like they're just a really good breath of breath of fresh air, I guess, in the region as well. Well, like, how did you find oh. the show? Oh, the show was great. Yeah, really good. Really nice people. And um, yeah, but but yeah, it was a professional setup. Do you know what I mean? There's quite a few yeah. bands you come through, and even with like a an electronic edge, it's not always professional. It's like a band learning the their way and. But they just came across as, you know, um, really professional, really um, strong sounding. Everything came, you know, the right volume, if that makes sense. Everything came in as it should. Um, yeah, just a really reliable band with with good songs that meant that people that were just sort of passing by on that night would could could check in. Yeah. Um, so quite versatile in that respect. Um, but yeah, moving on to an artist that um, was, I think, last week's. BBC introducing Humberside's track of the week. Oh, wow. uh, and it's JT with Henny. Right, and then I be going like all night, yeah. Pull up outside in a taxi, do not at me when I'm angry. See a bad beam and I'm taking a gladly. And when I go to the homeroom, man, it's gonna get fancy. Yeah, you know that I'm flying like Superman. What? He's robbing him, you gonna need a Batman. And you ain't catching these bars, madman. And stop talking about I'll whap you in a bad man. Nah. Here you're no captain from America. What? Her big man thinks he's an Avenger. Right. What? I like my baby. So JT is a rapper from the whole area who's new to us. Um, but is an artist who steadily released music uh, throughout lockdown. So I worked out, it, I think it's his 12th, 12th single that he's wow. either contributed to uh, or, or created himself. Um, since starting uh, last year. Um, so he's worked with Cameo, and we, we focused on Cameo's track, Millie, um, which is great, really good. And and I honestly didn't even notice the, the reference, you know, him being part of that until listening to Henny. Um, it's really strong, um, really um, sort of experienced verses, Already, if that makes sense, not it's not a new artist finding his feet. It sounds like someone who who speaks eloquently, gets yeah. a point across really well. Maybe slightly um, ahead of like what he's trying to do, which, exactly, is, which yeah. is great. Yeah, um, really solid um, sort of production as well, which is really important and something again, um, especially I guess within rap, something that comes through our for our ways. Sometimes the production's not great, but this just seemed ready to to be on FIFA. Like it just felt yeah. like a FIFA yeah. track, something that you, yeah, one of those tracks that that's ready to go. Uh, yeah, the really nice thing I thought was you can hear his dialect, you can hear his accent, um, but it's, I, st I still think it's probably pretty commercially viable, which 100%. is which is always the what you want to get right, don't you, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's got a great video, Henny. Um, comes with loads of uh, cars that I definitely can't afford. Um, <laughs> Some nice shots of Humber Bridge, um, which shows he's quick to to represent his hometown, which is again is is really important. Um, and his new single actually since this is called H U Purse Code, which <laughs> is uh, yeah as, as old as you get really. So yeah, just a an artist that's definitely worth keeping an eye on, keeping uh, keeping a watch out, and hopefully someone we, we can integrate into. A festival it potentially then. Yeah, year. it feels like the rap scene's like yeah. on the up recently. In I was going to say it's quite nice. With I mean, the whole scene tends to be quite band dominated. Yeah. Lots of guitar music, so it's nice to 
to have a little bit of a change and there's definitely more and more rap artists sort it's of popping up at the moment which yeah is like cameo and downtown Kyoto and jadu yeah. like there's just loads of and d's kid actually as well loads of people on the app yeah um, which is really great to see there seems to be creating a uh, a collective, a collective for themselves, yeah. and I noticed that Shade, who's obviously spoke about JT, and and then the fact he's on Cameo's track, it shows that there's like a unity there, which is really mm. important. Um, so yeah, really excited to see more. Yeah, um, definitely. We'll move on to our artist focus this week. So we're gonna we're gonna do two, God, two. this oh week. Oh my lord, two this week. So uh, we'll Spoiled. start with um, Let Man Loose. important band over the, the past decade really for um for hull um now are they a four piece or a five piece four, four piece, piece. so so yeah mark's still playing guitar and, and yeah and they've got dan still on drums and then they've recently got um chris playing guitar and nick on the bass as well yeah so a new lineup really for us mm. coming out of um coming out of lockdown it'd be really interesting to see they, they played at Gorilla not too long ago yeah. I think yeah, to a small amount heard of good people. things about that just a quick y- yeah which is which is cool yeah showcase so a few stuff. people out there already know how Let Man Lose sound which is exciting mm. and yeah, 100%. you know and it looks like a, a great show so um, I probably met Mark as one of the first people I yeah first person I met within all music along really? with Matty Bear of Black Delta Movement yeah so Felony were um, really new when I was when I was young, so we're talking years ago now. Yeah, I think we're all old felony now. Were, I was they were before my yeah, time. Yeah, so felony were great. Like a, I think I saw him at uh, Lamp. Um, sort of very Nirvana influenced, very grungy band to watch. Um, and Mark, I, I suppose, is is a leading force of Let Man Loose, a, a very um, strong figure within the whole scene. Um, someone who's developed over time, and you can tell that from his performances and their performances at the likes of the Adelphi, where they've, they've undoubtedly played to pack, packed audiences. The early Humber Street Sesh festivals, where they were, uh, again, a very prevalent artist uh, on the bill. And they um, played through, like, Long Division and 2Q and, yeah. like, Live at Leeds. And, um, so they're definitely doing bits yeah. um, outside of the city as well, which is really nice to see. And like you say about Mark, he's, he's, he brings that kind of, like... Arctic Monkeys, Queens of the Stone Age thing and puts a really nice blend together to create all of the Let Man Lose material, um, which is sounding like it's growing and evolving as well over the last year, um, from what I've heard from little bits, um, which is really nice. Yeah, I think they're a band that, um, it's, a, it's a weird thing, but a lot of bands, I think there's, there's plenty of bands that have disappeared since I 
being in the band, you know, that's just a yeah. natural progression. You get to like 23 or 24 and you're like, oh, come on, just do it. have my job <laughs> and go and do nice things rather than do this band and chuck loads of money into th- this. Um, but Max, Max found, a, and the band in general have found a sound that I think is not, age-dependent, if that makes sense, yeah. not pop music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though it has pop sensibilities, it's a band that, that can potentially still, you know, for a long time have a career within music. Um, so, you know, it's it's something that will always stay prevalent, um, that the music they create, and, and they've re- released some, some great singles. So mm. hopefully out of lockdown, we'll see um, a really great live band, one of Hull's greatest live bands, come back, but also still release lots of great um, new material. Yeah, I think as well, like you say, it's. I don't think it's age dependent, and I don't think it ever really goes out of fashion. You do get trends with music. Mm. I think yeah. it's the sort of music. I know, sort of. I'm 27. It's kind of you grow up with it a little bit, and you still go. You still find yourself going back to it, and you still find new bands that are within that realm that you find interesting. So it's it's a good place for them to be in. Yeah. And live as well. Like I've never, I've seen them loads of times, and I've never seen an awkward gig or a bad gig or. They're always very confident. Yeah, which is important, and yeah. that's what people want to see. I remember seeing them first at Sesh actually um, in February 2018, which is when I first met Bruders, um, and that was a great gig. I was the first time I'd seen them, and I was just like immediately impressed. And then we had them play at Dive in October 2019, and that was like a yeah. great gig for them as well. Back with um, Sam Howell and Jamie as well, yeah. Jamie Rothery. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're great people for um, for Hall's music scene as well. You know, Daniel Griffin, obviously being a, a drummer in various bands over the years, yeah. just such yeah. a positive character to yeah. have He's on, always a, on a bill with. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just a really like refreshing person to have around. Wh- what a lovely guy! And then and then Mark obviously did the um, he did various sort of um, interviews at the start of lockdown podcasts, yeah. with yeah. various artists, which again you know kept whole whole people talking to whole people about music, which yeah. was really important at the time. So yeah, some really a really good important band. We'll we'll have to see more of. And hopefully, you know, live in the, in the next few months. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to another artist now. You're going to help me out with this one, Max, because it's a new artist to me, and it's Pleasure Center. <laughs> recently i'd definitely seen Stu baxter did some photos with them i think so i'd seen them kind of like mentioned in stories and stuff um 
but then check them out properly recently. They've, they've got two singles out um, and they're working on some stuff at the minute. They've had like Radio 1 play and Radio 6 play, so they're doing really well for themselves. Um, they've got a very, just a very like niche in at the moment kind of sound. Like they're, they're along with that like slow dive, dive, um, like MBV type thing. Um, really washy, like beautiful, elegant music. Um, which just yeah like I say if like floats really nicely um into stuff that's like really popular at the minute um they're very new like you say they only formed in um 2019 um which is a shame because they've only ha really had like six months to kind of play live and then the most of it's been in the pandemic but i think almost the pandemic's kind of helped them to build on who they are and what they sound like and give them the opportunity to get these radio plays and um build an audience around the country not only in the region yet, but like around the country as well. Um, and they're from Scarborough as well. I don't, I don't generally see a lot of bands or artists come out of Scarborough. I don't know about you, but um, no. um, like, so how important to the festival, to Humber Street Sesh, is it to involve like the South Bank, but also regions including Scarborough and Bridlington and kind of maybe places that aren't necessarily producing loads and loads of bands and artists? Yeah, it's obviously really important. I guess from a really obvious perspective, they've, if you involve anyone from the South Bank or, or anyone from those areas, they bring an audience with them that would not necessarily come to the street session from a very obvious point. It, it's important that we bring bands in and, and um, bring like, you know, someone from Scarborough to, to Hull and go, right, okay, there's a great networking scene here. Can I get involved? And I guess just bringing one band in will hopefully involve an entire scene. Um, so if there is a scene that's happening in Bridlington and in Scarborough, then you know hopefully we can tap into it just by involving one band. And that, that has happened in the past, and it's happened a lot with Grimsby. Yeah. Generally, we've been really lucky with the likes of Mint and Last of the Wonder Kids. They've they've uh, you know they've brought bands along with them uh, along the way and and kept us um, like in the loop. I guess. In the loop, yeah, which is really important. Um, and I think it's a we're quite a welcoming scene and. Um, to show that inclusivity um, across this region is really important. If I was a Scarborough band, I'd, I you'd, uh, you'd hope it's not a closed shop to, to come and play a hull and, no. and sort of build up a network there. It seems like a logical, I would say, a logical place to to move into before then looking at the likes of travelling to Leeds if you're a DIY band. And so hopefully that, that link is important to, for everyone, um, not just not just us, but the artists as well. Yeah, like as for like perceptions of coming into a city like Leeds or Hull from the outside, it's like I can imagine it's quite daunting. Um, I know especially for me like when I came to Hull, even though it's not like a massive city, coming in just being a completely new artist person, trying to break into the scene is really hard because you just... Like and obviously with Hull, everyone kind of knows everyone and is friends with everyone, and it's you just have to like dive at the dive in at the deep end. Um, but like when you get into these scenes, it's just really friendly, which is nice. Um, I don't know about you, like how did you find like breaking into the lead scene um, in the early days? It, you know, not just leads, but anywhere. But anywhere it's yeah. really tricky. You know, doing it yourself is just really hard. And did that for eight years, just yeah. constantly. You. you sending people emails and hoping for the best and then quite often you're not tapping into a scene you're tapping into a sub scene of something so we play quite a lot in south london 
you know, or we played once uh, in, in East London. Or, you know, it was very hard to... London in, in itself was really tr tricky to, to gain any momentum. And, and Manchester was the same at first, and so we we found scruff of the neck of who were great with us and obviously have created that inclusive um, support that I think the SESH does in Hull. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very hard as a DIY artist. And, and Leeds was tricky as well. Leeds was really tricky. We, we play very... We wouldn't play regular shows, and it massively helps that dance to the radio, you know, look after us. Um, uh, but you are right. Once you get into these cities, you realise it's very inclusive and and friendly, and you can tap into scenes quite easily. And we've done that. But I think I, think I hope Hull's a little bit different. I hope Hull's gives you a, a, an, an easy access. I think that's one of the been one of the most difficult things about the whole pandemic is you can, like you say, send emails to people, send messages to people, but there's there's nothing easier than literally going up to someone at a gig or at a bar, you know, in a building and just going like, hi, I sent you this message or email and they go, oh, okay, put a name to a face. And then that's it really. You're in, you're in that relationship with someone else. Um, but obviously you can't do that with the pandemic and it's really hard to be able to, so I commend all the bands that have had and artists that have had this radio play and the opportunities that they've had because it's, it's so hard, even harder now. Um, than it has been in the past to just be able to like make those connections. Yeah, it's a, it's a long game, isn't it? And I think it all comes back to having a, a team because you can't be travelling to Manchester to meet someone every single week and being like, no. do you remember me? <laughs> which, is, yeah. Yeah. which is ideal. You know, that's the ideal way of doing it and being involved in yourself in the scene. But like that's where an excuse to go to having those cities. A, Yeah, that's where you need the links long term, I guess, um, you know, to forge those links. But hopefully if... That was always the aim for me with Sesh was that you would play with a Leeds band or a Manchester band and that would that would give you an excuse to talk to someone and then create those links yourselves yeah, from a really DIY perspective rather than being like, okay, booking agent will help me get this or that. Because um, that's... Oh, you go. I was just going to say, I think as well, like once sort of a guest with Pleasure Centre, like if they came over to Hull, then if there was another artist within Scarborough that was looking into it, they've already got a connection each scene is inclusive and you'll probably know someone who's played there and it yeah. it begins to form connections between both scenes i guess and rather than it, rather than it just being an opportunity for one band it it can become an opportunity for sort of i guess a collaborative sort of thing between different mm. cities and different scenes that's the beauty of putting those lineups together is that you not only get to meet these people in other bands, but you also get to see them play a gig and experience yeah. the night, and then you can kind of come away with that with so much information in your head, just to go like, wow, I can, you know, carry so much on with this. I think as well really it nice. helps for, I don't want to say like the next generation, but it helps for younger bands that might be just starting out to see, to go see people that they know or maybe grew up with that were maybe a few years above them in school, and oh, look, they're playing Leeds now. And that gives you a bit of, motivation to think that you might be able to do the same and mm. to build those connections yourself which i think is really important because if there's no positive reinforcement of a scene then it becomes smaller and fewer people join and fewer people pick up instruments yeah so i think it's important to um kind of show that there are opportunities and you can meet great people and see other live bands and gives the opportunity to see what's going on in other cities yeah, and give you like a little taste of what you can kind of get involved in. 100%. Great stuff. Well, it'd be here to see Pleasure Centre and another band that we need to see in, in Hull 
yeah. in the not too distant future. So let's make sure that that happens. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much to Steph, Max, and Sarge, and um, Mac. Say hello, Mac. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Looking forward to it. Hopefully with Mac. Three. <laughs>